Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we're back to talk more Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. Two episodes this week, episodes three and four, and uh, I feel like both were good episodes, but yeah. there was a, a big reveal in, in episode mm-hmm. four, so I'm excited to get to that, but let's... Let's start in order, shall we, with episode three called Echoes. So Maya Lopez, who we were introduced to at the very end of episode two, she's Echo in this show. She interrogates Clint and Kate about the Ronin uh, because the Ronin in the past killed her father. And we get to see a lot of this Mm -hmm. backstory with her. Um which I, yeah, we'll talk about it, but Barton manages to free himself and fend off the tracksuit mafia, though Echo breaks his hearing aid in the process. After Kate is freed, the pair escape the tracksuit mafia and get uh, Barton's hearing aid fixed. Moving to another location, Lopez's Lieutenant Kazi advises her not to get in trouble with her uncle, quote unquote, Intending to learn more about the tracksuit mafia, as well as Jack Duquesne, Kate convinces Clint to infiltrate her mother's penthouse and use her company account to look up Kate's security criminal database. Or not Kate's, but her family's security criminal right. database. For the security place that her mom runs. Um, mm-hmm. Kate is then locked out of the system when attempting to bypass security, while Clint encounters Jack who threatens him with Ronan's sword. What did you think of episode three? Um, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, there's like, um, I, at, at some point I kind of heard like the home alone song in the background. I don't know if, the, if <laughs> yeah, was, well, I mean, this is definitely right? Christmassy. Yes. Yeah. So it has, you know, this Christmassy, you know, tone the show that makes it kind of like um it makes it feel very different from other marvel shows yeah like if it feels very it feels very like family homey Mm -hmm. (laughs) when the other ones were were kind of like darker yeah no (laughs) for sure yeah um so i don't i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about it just because Mm -hmm. you know like for example like one division was 
uh, at the beginning was very quirky and funny, but then it turned really dark. Very dark. And yes. And the other shows we've covered in the podcast have also had that kind of like yes, there's humor, but mm-hmm. there's more like dark tones. Yes. Uh, throughout. And in this one, is more I you know those dark tones. Are, I'm I'm still waiting on on them. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if we're going to get them in this show. Right. To be honest, uh, because- I feel like we're kind of like getting hints of that something big is coming. Like especially after the the last episode. But yeah, I'm. I mean, you know, I, I, f- just- I feel like something big is. I I mean, it's, okay. So to me, like yes. Um, the shows with our established characters are mm-hmm. dealing like WandaVision was dealing with grief and um, right trauma. And you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which saw, I mean, yes, it was the birth of Sam realizing his potential as Captain America, but mm-hmm. done under the cloak of systemic racism right. and terrorism and like just not good things in general, but these are things that Captain America needs to stand up to and fight Mm -hmm. against. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And um, Loki, while it was definitely a lot more whimsical in some ways, was essentially setting the stage for the next huge set of Marvel movies and everything that's going to happen in them. But even, even, even what if, even, like, oh yeah what if had some know? dark stuff in it yeah. Yeah. yeah um i think the difference with this show is i mean number one you've got clint barton who is kind of the on the side avenger like mm-hmm. they're very well aware that this is the person that people are like uh who cares about hawkeye right yeah and i think and this is a thing right they they make it a mission to take things that people don't care about as much and try to make them important like they did in Endgame with, you know, Thor the Dark World became a key component even though people generally disregard that movie is not one of the better Marvel movies. It became a key component in the mythology of the story. Like it was mm-hmm. a it was mm-hmm. a very key moment. And they try to do that with a lot of things. Take things that didn't quite work and try to salvage them in some way. And I feel like the lighter tone of this show is because, you know, we're, I think we're dealing with the creation of a new hero and like Kate is going to be here to replace Clint. She's going to become Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. And to me, uh, and and when you have, I don't know, I feel like this is a thing where you're just not going to have darkness and sadness i think it's gonna i mean there might be elements of that in there but i feel like this is going to be more upbeat and fun and a joy as opposed to like the other shows were enjoyable like they're tremendous shows Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh dealt with darker subject matter um right for me it's for me it's working uh this was uh so far four episodes and we haven't talked about the fourth episode yet, but four episodes in this is way better than I was expecting going in. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting a bad show, but I was expecting, you know, like, eh, like it's, right. it's a Hawkeye show, whatever. Right. And right. so far I'm having a blast every episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the chemistry between both of them. 
Yeah, they're fun. And um, I mean, going back to what I said the previous uh, podcast, I, I I'm still trying to find you know that quality in her that makes me. I I just need like a fault or something. Like mm-hmm. she's too perfect. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, obviously, there's got to be some. I mean, I'm sure we will get a reveal, right, yes. at some point, like or a moment of vulnerability, and we get mm, hints of that in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it I, will come. I did. I did like the scene with all the trick arrows. Uh, that was so that much was fun. Great, especially the the huge one. <laughs> yeah, the big explosion. She's like, there are other arrows more dangerous than that one. Um, I love that there was that USB the USB arrow. <laughs> she likes what? What does this do? <laughs> like, like I like I hope he has like a receiving port or something on the other end. Listen, I've been in a lot of situations where people need a USB port and they don't have it. So I I I, I get it. <laughs> that, <laughs> the USB Hawkeye Aurora just from the other side of the office just whips out the USB arrow. And you just hear someone be like, oh, I need a USB port. And you just throw their arrow <laughs> to them. <laughs> I mean, she had like the plunger arrow too, which did come in handy later. It did come in handy. Yeah. Um, I can see that being handy in a bunch of situations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like that they, um, the in the trailer... Uh, in the Disney Plus, Disney Plus released this thing where it's uh, it's like a 14 minute video where they recap all the shows they've done so far. And they also show like, you know, here's the stuff that's coming forward, like coming next or whatever for shows. And they showed a clip from this episode of Hawkeye, but they negated to note the fact that he was wearing a hearing aid and his hearing aid was smashed. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. just felt like he was being kind of a smart ass to her, pretending he couldn't hear what she was saying. But right. in reality, like he actually couldn't hear what she was saying. And mm-hmm. I really like there's a moment after they escape, right? They escape onto the, the train, uh, the Amtrak or whatever. And they're yep. in the train and she's, talking like trying to figure out what to do next and like even not just with their plans but she's like maybe i should take the dog out for a walk or something like he's been cooped up inside or whatever Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. hawkeye can't hear a thing she's saying because of his hearing aid and then he starts talking to her and it's the same exact thing all the way down to take the dog out he's been cooped up for too long (laughs) and it's like this is like they're the same person like you know yeah uh and this is I feel like this is just, you know, he's Hawkeye's a dad, uh, but he's yes. also lost his best friend in mm-hmm. the entire world. And this is, you know, a protege. She, you know, she, she's a kid and she lost her dad, who yeah. she looked up to. So he's like yes. a father figure for her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in so many ways. And he saved her life on the day that yep. he died. Uh, I mean, this is this is all perfect. And mm-hmm. he's afraid to lose her. He's, an, uh, you know, he sees something in her. Yeah. And uh, this is the episode as well where um, he gets a phone call in the morning and he thinks it's his wife because it's his, uh, his wife that calls. That's this episode, right? Um, uh. I think I it's don't the, remember. I think it's this episode <laughs> and not the second and not the second episode. Uh, but it's his son actually because he can't hear her. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks yeah. it's his wife, but 
Kate comes up with a piece of paper. Yeah, it is because his yeah, his, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, his hearing aid's still broken, and she's writing down like little boy, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's 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 Nate, and he's talking to him, and she's writing down what he says, and it's like it's okay if you can't get home by Christmas, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards he's just like, thank you so much for that. I, I love little moments like that. Are they just yeah. Perfect. I don't know. I, I really like yes. this episode. Yeah, um, I like when she texted him and she said, I now I see where they call you Hawkeye and not Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> and he's like, nope, blocked, deleted. Blocked. <laughs> uh, they're awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I love them together. Okay. So any other thoughts on episode three? Um, no, I, I gave this episode. I'm going to give this episode a three and a half. Okay. I went three and three quarters, so we're close. Okay. Okay. Um, I like this one quite a bit, but not as much as I liked episode Mm -hmm. four called Partners. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, So Clint diffuses the situation at Eleanor and Jax, uh, and they both recognize him, of course, as an Avenger. Eleanor asks him to keep Kate out of his investigation and later contacts an unknown person to inform them of this situation. With the help of his wife, Laura, Clint discovers that Jack is the CEO of Sloan Limited, a shell corporation that Mm -hmm. launders money for the tracksuits, while Kate deduces that Barton was actually Ronan. Meanwhile, Clint locates Kazi and asks him to talk Maya out of her vendetta against Ronan while Kate enlists the LARPers in retrieving Clint's arrows. Which, by the way, they are more than welcome to like... (laughs) She's just like, you know, some light evidence tampering on behalf of Hawkeye. And they're like, sure, says the police officer. Like, you know, (laughs) why not? Uh, That's how this works now. Uh, Afterwards, Laura informs Clint that the watch stolen by the tracksuit mafia during that... uh, auction is sending out tracking signals from an apartment building. Clint and Kate go to retrieve it and find the watch is in Maya's apartment where she also keeps notes on Clint and his family. Speaking of Maya, she attacks Kate while Barton is ambushed by a masked assassin. A fight ensues between Clint and Kate and uh, Lopez and the assassin Kate injures Maya, forcing her to retreat, while Clint unmasks his assailant, who is revealed to be Yelena Belova, before Mm -hmm. she escapes. Clint decides that he cannot keep putting Kate in danger and breaks off their partnership. Uh, What did you think of episode four? What a twist. Right? (laughs) Well, kind of, sort of, yeah. You know what? I... I don't know why I thought because I keep thinking that uh, Eleanor is a villain. Mm-hmm. There's something off about her that I don't like. She's absolutely not a villain, though. I mean, she's getting her own show. So I don't know. She's there's something about her that's just I don't trust her at mm-hmm. all. And um, for some reason, when this assassin came up, I was like, is that her mom? Is that Eleanor? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. But then she was moving so fast and she was like, and I was like, no, that's not her. Yeah. I mean, and she has like the Black Widow gauntlet 
electric yes, taser yes. gun thingies. I mean, the main reason why I thought it was her is because at, at one point, uh, Kate is pushed off the building and yes. you think like she's, she, she falls to her death and she's just dangling from the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it was a way to protect her from the fight. That's yeah. why I thought it was her mom. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, what a twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so is she targeting Clint because... She blames him for yes, Black Widow's death. Yes. Okay. So if you if you haven't seen the Black Widow movie, I did. I did. Okay. Yes. So spoilers for people who have not. But Yelena Belova is Black Widow's sister. Sister ish. Yes. Right. They were both Black Widows, both placed with a family when they were children to play play family. Right. They were spies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yelena was so young that for her, it was real, right? That's her family. Right. That's all she knows. So for her, her and Nat are sisters. And by the end of that Black Widow movie too, it's revealed that like, yeah, like Nat sees her yeah. as a, as a sister too. Mm-hmm. And in the post credit scene, uh, Val, who we saw in, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like she recruited, uh, U.S. agent, right? The the yes. uh, crapped in America, as we were calling right. him. Um, <laughs> right. It's revealed that Yelena is also working for her, and mm-hmm. she shows her the picture of Clint, and is like, "This is the person who's responsible for your sister's death." So that's it's, you know, this is who she thinks is responsible for Nat's death, and we all know that Yelena is a good person. And she's going to end up being a good person. Uh, she just doesn't know what really happened, right? And I love, mm-hmm. I loved the, like, when she was, when Kate was dangling there, Flint was getting, like, PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, like flashbacks. Yeah. To Nat hanging from the ledge. And, but he knew she was going to be safe if he let her go. Mm-hmm. Like, she'd mm-hmm. hit those lights and dangle down and... She I don't know. It's still kind of like a gamble. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. Like, what if she missed them? Yeah. What if she went right through those strands of light and then just smacked on the ground? I mean, what if they're not like held properly? I don't know. Right. He put a lot of faith in yeah. the in the light posting abilities of this business, or whatever they were uh, on the roof yeah. of. But yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's. There's a lot here with like with Maya, uh, like in episode three, they showed a lot of flashback stuff with her and her dad seemed like the sweetest, nicest, most supportive man. Right. But he's Mm -hmm. also in the tracksuit mafia. He's in organized crime and doing not good things, presumably. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so much of this stuff. I'm really curious. They've only got a couple of episodes to untangle it all, but I'm I'm really curious to see where all of this stuff leads because obviously she's looking for Ronan who killed her father and she must know by now that her father was not like involved in like not good stuff, but maybe like low end he didn't need to die that sort of thing Hawkeye is going mm-hmm. for the big um the big person at the head of the table, but couldn't get to that person. So was getting to the underlings or whatever. Right, it was right. just a casualty of war at a time when he was hurting and didn't care about anything. Uh, I loved for me again, there are a couple of great moments like the scene at the table 
at Eleanor's where she's trying to she's trying to convince her mom that she's partners with Hawkeye mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know she's like we you know we're like partners and her mom's like is that true and she looks over at Clint like come on dude be cool about this please <laughs> and he's like yeah we're partners and she's like yay uh like i love i love those little moments but i yeah. love even more you know he can't Part of the B plot of this is that he just wants to go home to his family. Yeah. And they're supposed to have movie marathon night and ugly sweater mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And she just comes back with all this stuff, right? Like a bunch of movies and ugly sweaters and Christmas decorations. And she's like, I'm going to give you this. And like they have this moment where, you know, he. Yeah, he's like, I can, I can flick this quarter, like I can bank shot it and have it turn off the TV, like he's got ridiculous aim right, right. or whatever. So he teaches her how to do it, like all of these little things. Yeah, I love, right? I love the conversation of you know why doesn't he have like boomerang arrows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love the boomerang arrow conversation because you know in her mind she's like, I mean you know so this way you never lose them, right? It, it makes sense. He's I, like, yes, but it comes back to you <laughs> like an arrow comes flying yeah. back at and you and she's like well you, you just dodge you just dodge it <laughs> uh, yeah there. I so thought that was cute. so funny that he yeah. has to track down all the arrows <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah I mean you know there's only so many trick arrows right I mean we didn't even talk about an episode was it episode 3 that he has a Pimtech arrow Yes. That when you shoot it, it became a giant arrow. Yes. Like, yes. that's freaking crazy and hilarious and goofy, yeah. and I loved it. Um, he needs a sponsor. He needs a sponsor to, you know, <laughs> find this arrow. So this, I, I this really like them. I really like that the arrowhead had to be, like, emblazoned with, like, Pim, Pim Tech. <laughs> um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, I uh, also heavily related to, uh, to Lucky the Pizza Dog in this episode, because mm. uh, there's a moment where... He just kind of pops up like Jaws coming out of the water and then just takes this huge mouthful out of a bowl of Cheez-Its. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. exactly. I think I've almost done the same exact thing before where I've just mm-hmm. like popped up next to a couch and then just dove face first into a bowl of Cheez-Its before. <laughs> uh, so I know exactly what that dog was thinking in that moment. But yeah. Um, yep. This is a dog of fine taste, pizza and Cheez-Its. Like, this is a horrible diet for, like, everyday life. But, you know, if I could get away with it, Aurora, I feel like I could live (laughs) off of those things. Um, Yeah, I I love that an Avenger was eating all that. And then, you know, he has covering his body with like ice, like packs of like frozen food. Like margarita mixes or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Uh, it's awesome. Like he's literally an Avenger and his wife is like, make sure you put your feet up. Just you know, <laughs> rest a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's like, you know, not a God or whatever. So yeah. I, I mean, he does have to track his arrows. So honestly, yeah. <laughs> I love that kind of attention to detail. Yes. I think yes. that's like the best. And also I love that Laura is kind of like in a, like she's been with she's yeah. with Clint right so she's not just like some bystander he's like hey sweetie can you go like look into this yeah. group for me and she's I, like I yeah, need no to problem. know more about her I, I want to know more about her mm-hmm. like background because she also like spoke in another language and yeah, she German. Was, like, very like yeah yeah and I was like what is happening here <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
I love those little bits. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, anything else about episode four, Aurora? I mean, I'm sure that you're glad to see the LARPing group back. Oh yeah, of <laughs> They're course. They're going to make make them their costumes. What was the What was the one guy doing? Like ice wall or something? <laughs> yeah. He was like ice wall, and he was like yeah. lowering his uh, arms up and down. I'm like, yes. oh man. And there was a moment where uh, Hawkeye was like, uh, you know, I, I asked you to go go track my arrows, not like you know put up a play. And one of the LARPers are is like, we're a guild. <laughs> we're a guild. Um, I want to see Ice Wall guy versus Thanos. <laughs> Like, I want to see Thanos full Infinity Gauntlet, and I just want to see that dude with a stick going ice wall. Like, that's what I want. Um, give me give me that, Marvel. I mean, I know it's asking a lot, but... Um, that would be great. I'm here for that. <laughs> no, I love the... And she brought all the LARPing people back, largely because it's like, hey, we need costumes. You need costumes. Mm -hmm. If we get mm -hmm. you... Like, she agrees to a fetch quest. She's like, if we can give you... If we can get materials to make yes. you guys costumes... Yeah, and that cop brought the trick arrows in a duffel bag, and she's like, I cannot give you this. This is my wife gave me this. Yeah, and it said bombshell. You your own duffel bag? <laughs> it said bombshell. So interesting, that person is a character in the comics, and Ooh. her comic book name is Bombshell. So, oh, nice. Yeah. I, I think these are just nods, right? Like, I don't okay. think we'll see these characters, but... Um, All right. Okay. I kind of want to see a hero named Bombshell. Okay, so let's do <laughs> scores real quick, and then we'll talk about a, a theory that's out there. So I gave this episode a four and a half. I liked it a lot. Me too. Yep. A big, stern, solid four and a half. I thought this yes. episode was great. I loved mm -hmm. it. I was so happy to see Yelena. I love that character from, like, I mean, she stood out for a reason. They want her to be Black Widow, right, going forward. Right, right. Um, and I think she's great, and I'm happy to see her here. And we've got a couple of episodes to, you know, make things right. So we'll see what happens. But outside of that, there is a theory, Aurora, okay. that I am so here for. And it's been bolstered recently by Kevin Feige, making it official that Daredevil will appear. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Going <laughs> forward in some things, and he will be played by Charlie Cox. Which, yes. whew, here, here for that. The best yes. news. So, there's somebody at the head of the tracksuit mafia. And people are <gasps> thinking that it oh is... Oh my god. Yes, people are thinking <laughs> that it is Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. It makes all the sense. And yes. it's somebody Clint couldn't get to. Like, I'm... I so hope... Like one of the best villains that they've put yes. on screen, and oh man, I'm that would be amazing. Literally goosebumps just thinking about it, Aurora. Yes, uh, yes. I mean, I miss that show. It was such a good show, it was and so good. here for it. I Kevin, still that, if you're that, listening, that hallway anywhere. scene in, in Daredevil is still my favorite like, <laughs> right? fight scene ever. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's hope that that's actually a thing that's happening, because mm -hmm. I really want it to be. Okay, yes. so I'm happy. We agreed. This was great. Yes. Um, okay, well, I mean, I guess then that means that's the podcast for this week. Um, I wish there were more theories, but there kind of aren't. 
at the moment. Like, I feel like... Which is, which is good, too. I mean, I like to be surprised. Me, yeah. too. I, well, I mean, because I feel like I'm expecting Echo to be good by the end of this show because she has her own mm. series coming up. Or maybe at least walking that line, and then in her show, she becomes a good guy. She is like a hero character eventually in the comics as well. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. And obviously we got to do a thing with Yelena. There's got to be, there's a lot they've got to close up in two episodes. So yeah. we shall see how they're able to wrap all of this stuff up. Maybe the show gets another season. I don't know, but we, we, we shall see. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for this Kingpin thing. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's just a tiny reveal at the very end, like, I don't care. Give me that dude's big bald head. Like, <laughs> like, even if it's just at the end, that's all I want. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. There are a couple of ways that you can help support us. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, Cinema Geekly, and we have the merch store, geeklymerch.com, and there is a holiday sale going on, Aurora, all the way through December 25th. At checkout, you can enter the code HOLIDAY25 and get 25% off your order. Uh, so please, as a gift to me, uh, get things at a discount so I make less money. <laughs> uh, that I feel like that logic works out. Um, yeah. Links for those things are in the show notes for this episode. Of course, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. It is episode five with no title. As per usual, thanks, Disney. <laughs> They're the worst. 